everyone, welcome to this series of podcasts in which we aim to speak to those already working in the field we aspire to be in. So for today's episode I'm going to be interviewing Miss Lister who is a teacher at Ilkley Grammar School which is the school that I study at. She studied law um, a few years ago and got her degree in it and currently at Ilkley Grammar she teaches criminology so she's still within the law industry but through teaching um so I'll just get straight into the interview in your own words what would you say a lawyer is um I would say a lawyer is first and foremost the person who stands up for somebody who feels that they don't have a voice who acts as a conduit between uh, themselves and the state at probably what is the most frightening time of their life Um, were there any specific things that made you want to go into law? Um, yeah, I think that I've always... <clears throat> I did love the, the um, studying side of it. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. I loved um, looking at uh, fairness and balance and proportionality. I was very much into um, how, how the individual interacts with the state yeah. um, in a legal sense, yeah. Um, what route did you take to becoming a lawyer? Bit of a strange one, really. I did my A levels in the year I went back to. I was actually a customer services manager right. for a um, a water company, and I thought, God, I really want to do something else. And the chap, the the water company was closing or moving its head office to Wales to a place called Ritalog, which was beautiful, but I didn't want to go. Um, and so I thought, what what shall I do, yeah. you know? And so I'd had this idea that either being an English teacher or a lawyer, I'd always loved literature, always yeah. loved English. So I went off to do my A levels. So I did a political uh, history, a political literature, and criminology. And it was within about a month I decided to be a lawyer. Mm. Um, and so I did my A levels. I applied to university. I did a three year um, LLD honours. I got a 2-1 during my third year. I'd applied to the College of Law to do my law master's in legal practice. I did that. Uh, and then I worked for a firm for about 18 months running their remortgaging service. Um, but I'd done uh, sort of crime and um, family law. Uh, and then I got a training contract with them to do crime and family and then did Um, If you could go back now, would you stick with university or do you think you'd go down like an apprenticeship route? I'm probably more inclined to go down the apprenticeship route. At the time, that wasn't a a thing that, you know, it wasn't an offer. Um, I think that I might now look at apprenticeship more. Um, I see paying for your tuition at university is an investment in your future so I'm not dead against it I don't necessarily see it as a debt however I would have loved the opportunity to explore a a working yeah because I think it very much my degree gave me the you know sort of sort of the scholar in me but it didn't really prepare me for practice at all so I think the more practical application which is why I now teach a BTEC in criminology because it has a practical application which I think you need in, in, in that kind of area. But, yeah. um, are there any skills that you would say are important to have 
in the industry? Yeah, most definitely. Um, passion, I think. You know, everybody has to have a passion now. And, you know, when you go for a job as a part-time job as a, you know, road sweeper, you've got to have passion to be road sweeper. Yeah. But it really is something. You don't get paid very much. Lots of people think that lawyers get paid loads and loads of money. Um, and you do if you work in certain areas, but they're pretty far and few between, uh, and you have to sell yourself to the devil. So to do anything worthwhile, yeah, you've got to be really quite prepared to work your way up. Um, so I think you've got to have patience. You've got to be resilient, because people don't often like you. You've got to be compassionate though, especially when you're doing public service, when you're doing family and crime, because you are interacting with a public who is often as I say at their lowest end you know they are terrified often when they come to you and things might be happening around them that they've never experienced before yeah, and have no way of dealing with them so I would say that those are in terms of academics be prepared to work hard yeah, uh, yeah and give up your life really. uh, would you recommend going into law to anyone yeah I would most definitely I, I think you need to have a very clear understanding the, of, of what that entails and it is a, an incredibly competitive area yeah. so be sure of what it is that you want to do yeah um, did you have any favorite parts of the job uh, yeah I loved speaking I loved going to court I did I loved being in court it was a it's such a, a, a I've always thought of the law as being this moving um, uh, tactile kind of creature that moves with us and changes around us and it because it, it dictates without us knowing it's like it's like oxygen we can't see it but it's working all the time around us uh, and and seeing that made made flesh if you like in a courtroom yeah. um, some of it is tragic um, some of it is delightful some of it's humorous and some of it is is um, you know upsetting and, and you get to see what people will do to each other, which is not the most, the most, um, not the great place. But all of human life is contained within a courtroom, and I think for that, it's a wonderful, wonderful place. That's probably my favourite place. Yeah. Uh, were there anything that you disliked? Uh, yeah, I disliked the billing people. We had to work in six-minute blocks. Right. So you had to bill. You had to have billable hours. Um, so you had to bill four hours a day. So you might work for 10 hours because you had to bill it in six minute blocks. So everything that you, when you spoke to somebody on the phone, it was reduced to a six minute block. So you had to be, you had to employ an, an economy of words because you couldn't be seen to be overcharging your client, but you had to make sure that you'd got, you make them understand what to do. So that oftentimes, especially when you're de dealing with children or people that have been accused of a crime, um, that, that they may or may not have done, never asked them, obviously. Um, that was quite difficult to do, to whittle that down and make sure that you were getting in six minutes. Yeah. Um, were there anything you wish you knew before going into law? Um, I, I wish I'd known um, that, that people can be, um, can act very un, unlegal like, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, but I had to be careful to kind of protect um, myself from um, people who didn't want you to do well. Right. But but not really. I think I think um, 
I think I'd have done better. I would have been better if I'd have had a mentor more. I would have preferred, I would seek out somebody in the legal profession to go to and speak to more readily than I did. Um, but I have to say that I think teaching is far more fraught with people ready to. I used to say that, um, you know, in, in law, at least people will stab you in the front. Yeah. Teaching, they'll stab you in the back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what made you change from being a lawyer to a teacher? So that was quite an interesting thing, really. I moved into what I moved into kind of wealth management, um, and was doing uh, remortgaging and property buying and selling for people with portfolios. Um, so these were people who who had several properties that wanted to remortgage to do other things. So I ended up working for people like footballers and actors and quite famous people. Yeah. Um, and I just thought, God, this is really sort of empty. <laughs> it was very <laughs> trivial. So I did go back to into the courtroom. I did go back to court and work in crime and family for a bit longer. Um, and the legal aid squeezes kind of came about. And so th the future wasn't looking terribly bright. Yeah. But what I'd always had was uh, law students that would come to me that were in their first or second year at university that needed some um, training yeah. in law or those students who had done their degree and were waiting to go on the PGC on, on the LPC as it was then, it will change in September, but LPC as it is currently rather. Um, and so they would come to me and I really enjoyed that, I really enjoyed having students. Yeah. Um, and so when I was made redundant, event, you know, inevitably I was quite happy to take. <laughs> I was quite happy to take redundancy, and I did quite well with that. Um, uh, and and so I decided to come and try out schools really, because I used to go in and sort of give talks and things yeah. like that. Uh, so I went to school and decided that actually I really like doing that yeah. for some reason. So that's how I went in. The other side of that is while I was in court, while I was going to court. Um, I did do quite a lot of magistrates work, so that involved quite a lot of youth court work, yeah. and it was terribly sad that you saw the same offenders week in, week out, you know, and crime families, not in the kind of Cosa Nostra way, but um, in the way that um, ch younger children of families where older children had been uh, offenders, inevitably, almost, inev almost inevitably went on to become offenders themselves. Uh, we'd have their parents in, that, that would be around you know, a regular feature every few months, we'd have one of them in court for something. And I just thought it was terribly sad. It was time to go back to, into schools maybe where you could sort of talk to them before they got to the stage where they needed to go, yeah. Um, after years of teaching, would you say you regret leaving the law industry? Uh, yeah, yes and no. Uh, I love to teach, um, but I don't like the politics in teaching, which is something that you don't really have in law, because people are too busy getting on with the law. Yeah. There's too much to argue with the law about. Um, in teaching, there's far too much, people are far too micromanaged. Yeah. You are a political football, uh, not that lawyers and it is obviously, but um, but you are far more exposed in as a teacher. There's, it's very limiting. Um, you know, where I, not just where I can, when and where I can go on holiday, but how I spend my free time, yeah. given that I live in the area. So if I was to give anybody in teaching a, a, um, a heads up or any piece of advice, I'd really seriously, because it's not just about moving, it's about who you have to be. You know, you have professional standards as a lawyer, yeah. and there are ways that you have to go about it, but in teaching you are 
permanently on display for anybody to take a shot at. Yeah. For any reason whatsoever. Definitely. Yeah. And that's all my questions. Lovely. And I would just like to say a massive thank you to Miss Lister for joining me on today's episode and for answering all my questions. She's been very helpful and it was lovely to interview her. So thanks to Miss Lister. And finally, I'd like to thank all the listeners who have listened today to my podcast and I hope you've all enjoyed it and found it helpful. Um, so I'll see you next time. Thanks everyone. Bye.